Thanks for checking out the Anchor Faith Message Podcast from St. Augustine, Florida. Now enjoy this message. Pastor Darrell and Marcy have been traveling a bit. I think they've uh, went up to see that great-grandbaby today, having a good time. He was thrilled. Uh, but we're going to minister the Word tonight, and uh, I think we're going to have a, a great time together. I'm looking for, everybody say, full, full. Participation. participation. Okay? And uh, so, as we get started tonight, I have spent the whole day with the Lord, and that's a rarity to get to spend the whole day. But I tell you what, I've got some stuff I'm pretty excited about this evening. And uh, I'm going to unload both barrels for sure, all right? Because, you know, when you only get, you know, around once or twice a year, you unload, all right? And uh, so, hey, listen, uh, I want to know tonight by the show of hands, how many of y'all brought your good old reliable paper Bible? Hold it up there real high. That makes the devil mad, I heard. Okay. All right. How many of you are going to be using a tablet tonight? Okay, got a tablet here, tablet there, here, tablet there, tablet everywhere, tablet there. How about your phone? Everybody got their phones? That's great. Okay. All right. I knew that was going to happen. The Lord warned me in advance. All right. Let me ask you a question about this. How many don't have anything in their hand that they're going to be going with tonight? That means you have it memorized. I'm proud of you. Rocks, same thing. Very good. I'm going to do something a little different tonight. I'm not going to... Sp- you know, spoil you any more than you're spoiled. Spoilt, rotten is a word. That's a word, spoilt. All right? Because I'm not putting a single scripture up on this screen. But I am going to give you time to look it up. All right? Because here's one thing that, that I, uh, you know, I'm always looking for. I love Jesus teaching. I aspire to teach like Jesus because Jesus was phenomenal when he taught in parable that he was using something that people used every day and he was able to let them have that but see it in the light of the kingdom. And so I was just talking to the Lord because I do want to see and I I think they've got a slide for just to remind us that we're looking for a revival of the Bible. Okay? And it's needed now more than ever. And uh, so some things that we're going to do tonight, I'm I'm going to show you the importance of the word in your life and how it can make a difference if you will let it. But there's some things that you need to do in advance. And so, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, when I was uh, thinking about my phone, everybody got a phone? Uh, Look at your phone. And how many of you have, since we started worship, have received a notification of some sort or another? Raise your hand for me. Oh, yeah, there's several of you. How many are receiving run right now? I'm just kind of curious. Okay, all right. Did you know that's, that's, that's why we got these phones, right? You know, is that uh, we're, you know, we're going to get a notification, and uh, you'll probably get several tonight if you have your phone. I want to encourage you, ignore them tonight, okay? Because don't you think the devil's smart enough that about the time I get to that one point in my message, and you've been looking for this point forever, and just as I'm getting ready to get it, I was almost going to say everybody put their phones on ring so we could hear them going off. I thought that'd be cool. I mean, you know, I just keep going right through it like, you know, pastor does the baby's crying. But uh, anybody, anybody got a phone full of apps 
You got any apps? Do we all have apps? No, I got apps, right? That's interesting. Because I got like a bunch of pages. You know, I'm so good with my apps now that I can tell you what page it's on. And, and how far down to the right, like, you know, the one that I use every night to go to sleep. I know that's on my second page, third down from the, on the right. Hit that. But let's talk about apps for a second. What, does anybody know what apps stands for? Application. If you look up in technews.com, it says app. It says, in there, it says, short for application, and it says, the same as a computer program. That's what it says. That's an app. And, uh, you know, you got to go to the app what to get an app? App store, right? All right, so how do you get an app to work? What do you got to do? What? A download. Download. Isn't that interesting word? Download. And, and, and what is it when you when it downloads, you get to do what? You get to do whatever the app's supposed to do, right? But, that, but it doesn't leave you in the, in the uh, you know, to wonder where it's at. What else do they give you? A little button, right? Gives you a little button so you can find it. Because they don't want it just wandering out there, right? Well, let me, let me tell you that, that the Bible is like a app, an application. And we're going to talk about application of the word tonight. And let's, let's, let's just start. Everybody put your phone down, put it in your cup holder. If you got your Bible, put it in your lap. And as we get started the first scripture this evening, if you can tell me what 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3 Verse 16 says, stand up right now. Right now. Okay? Give it to me, Mr. Gillespie. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable. And the man of God may be thoroughly furnished. Well, that was 16 and 17. In the Mr. Gillespie revised version. Very good. <laughs> Give him a hand. You know why he was able to quote that so fast? He had downloaded it. But let's take a look at that scripture. Go there. Turn over there. 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16. Tell me you got it. If you got it, you with the phone should be no brainer. Come on, clickety click. Here we go. Listen to this. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Here's the part we missed. All right. It is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness. Then he says that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Let's break this verse down for a minute. It says all scripture. In the Greek, it is the word all. All scripture is given by inspiration. The Greek really means all scripture is inspired. Okay, that's the original, all right? But notice what it said. It said scripture. Did you know the word scripture is the Greek word graphe? It means something no more, no less than a document. There was nothing. I've looked it up. Every type of ancient 
rendering of the word graphe, it just means the document. The pages, the entire complete document. Didn't say a deity document, didn't say a God document, it just said a document. But notice the next word, it says, was inspired by God. All right, inspired of God. And that is one word in the Greek, theonoustos. And theonoustos means God breathed. The picture that this paints is the same picture that we get out of Genesis when God created man. Said he formed him out of the dust of the earth. And then it said it breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. So what he's telling us about scripture is that, and even in P Peter's writings, he, he said this, he said, there, no scripture is of any private interpretation, but holy men of old, they began to write or to speak as the Holy Spirit moved upon them. That's how we know we can depend on scripture. It wasn't like, you know, one day one of the guys got up and said, you know, I need to write a couple of chapters of the Bible today. No, they were moved on by the Holy Spirit to give us this word. Now, notice it says it's profitable, and basically it just means advantageous. It is profitable. It can move you along. It can help you, I love it, advance. I love the fact that it tells us four things in here that we need to look at. First of all, it says this. It is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine just simply means beautiful teaching. In other words, the Bible's telling us that we can depend on it to learn a few things. Then the next word in there, it says for reproof. Reproof basically paints the picture for us of understanding how they test or they refine things. They put it under a tremendous heat. They put it under tremendous uh, pressure to get those particular things refined and make sure it's the purest that they can get. The Word of God has that ability in each of our lives to do that. Then it says for correction. This is the word that I like to use on my grandkids. Because in, in, in its original language, it means to straighten up. And then it goes on to say in the last part, an instruction in righteousness. Here, here's an infomercial real quick. We're going to be having Anchor Faith Life class kick up first of the month, next month. One of those classes is going to be about righteousness. And we're going to discuss the instruction in righteousness and why you need to be instructed in righteousness because the reason we really need to be instructed in righteousness is because we, when we're born again, we still got squirrely brains. We're, we're, we're nuts. We're, we're, one guy said, a, a granola Christians. Fruits, nuts, and flakes. And we have to renew our mind. So that's why we have to be instructed in how to live righteously. But the Word of God will do that for us. Then it says that the man or woman of God may be perfect. Perfect doesn't mean without flaw. It means mature. Isn't that what we're looking for? I, I, I love meeting mature Christians, you know, because they are not fruits, nuts, and flakes. They've already got past that stage. But we want to take a look at, 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 at seeing that not only that, but we want to be thoroughly furnished unto, what does it say? All, all good works. Isn't that, is that your desire tonight? 
You know, we want to we want to take a look at that. We want to make sure that we understand. Lord, you have given us your word. We're going to talk about different things that the word was designed to do this evening. Okay, uh, and and uh, I want to show you when we talk about downloading. Okay, downloading the scripture, not in an app, in your phone. But downloading the scripture into your heart is where the difference is made between success and failure. You see, if you need healing in your body, I know an app for that. If, you, if you're broke, you need money, there is an app for that. All right? If your marriage is not doing so well, there's an app for that. The problem is most people don't know where the app is. So that's why I, I, I test a lot of my students in school, uh, you know, in, in Kingdom Institute. I, I, I want to know, do you know where it's found? We've got to know where it is. We've got to know the button to push to be able to bring that word to us. We've got to be able to. You know, there's somebody in the Bible that I'm extremely glad that they had scripture downloaded. All right? Now, put your Bibles down. I'm going to give you another scripture. Are you ready? Mr. Gillespie, I know you know the whole Bible, so just <laughs> chill on this one for me, would you? Okay. We're going to go over to Romans 4. Who can quote for me immediately? Stand up right now, Romans 4.1. You can't look it up. I'm talking about you know it on the inside. Nobody showed up in time for that one. Okay? Turn there. Did you turn there yet? You should have been turning. When I give you a scripture, I want you to turn there. Okay? I'm going there tonight. It said, Then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 1. Is that... That's what I said. Romans. Okay, can you all edit this? Okay, I'll give you the same prize. Can anybody 4-1? I mean, okay, Romans 4-1. No, okay. Let's go. Does anybody know? I just read it to you, so it doesn't count. We'll go on. All right. Let me see if I can get you distracted on that. All right. Said when he had finished forty days and forty nights, afterwards he was hungry. He had been fasting. Said when the tempter came to him and said, "If you're the son of God, command that these stones be made bread." And he answered and said, "What's the next three words?" It is written, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God." So Jesus said, "It is written." Now, did you notice that there was no place in there where it said Jesus reached into his satchel and pulled out a scroll and said, hang on, Mr. Devil. I know there's an app in here. He said, it is written. How come? How was he able to say that? It downloaded into his heart. He knew exactly what to say. You know what I find interesting about this verse? It's the same trick that he played on Eve. Why is it that the devil, the first temptation that he wants to get has to do with something to eat? 
And that's strange. You know what it's really about? Is getting you to doubt God's provision. That's why he did it to Eve. He wanted her to doubt. Did God really say? I mean, you know, look at this tree. And, and you know, here's the funniest thing about that, picturing that is that was she walking by the tree and the devil's going, hey, 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 trying to get her attention? Or was she staring at that tree and he had the precise opportunity to start talking to her about the tree? But then he said, if you're the son of God, he said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, he said, command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now notice the devil said, didn't say, yeah, but. We went to a whole nother deal. Look at here. He didn't stick around. He said, and the devil taken them up to the holy temple and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. Where's Josh? Josh knows all my sermons. Where's he at? Did he go? Is he upstairs? Come on. Come on. I ain't got all night. Can you hear him? Can you hear him running down the stairs? Well, I ain't got all night, son. Come on, son. Good to see you. Come on. Down here with me. Beside me. Now, I'm going to be Jesus. <clears throat> Naturally. And you're going to lead me up the pinnacle of the temple. Not saying you're Satan or anything. But your mother and I, when we were raising you, there were times that we thought, we're just glad you're saved. Let's leave it with that. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, let's, let's stand here. So he's standing right here with me. And he says this. You want me to help? A lot of pressure. Yeah, help me start it. Uh, it says, um, he said, uh, cast yourself down. Cast yourself down. <laughs> okay, he said, if you're the son of God, cast yourself down. I'll give it to you. Okay. If you're the son of God, then cast yourself down, and the angels will pick you up. For it is written. For it is written. That he will give charge, his angels charge over you. For he will give his angels charge over you. Will not even. You'll not even dash your foot on a stone. Very good. Thank you. Oh, no, no, you're not done. So when I think about that story, this is kind of like what I wish that the Lord would have done when he said that. He quoted scripture, right? And then I, I wish Jesus, as soon as he said, you know, he, he'll, he, you'll not dash your foot against your stone. I wish Jesus would have went. And push him off and say, let's see how it works for you. That would have been the second time that we had the scripture that said, I saw Satan. <laughs> like lightning. Hit the ground, right? But he didn't say that. Thanks, Josh. My little angel. <laughs> see, I wish he just pushed him off, but he didn't. What did he do? He said, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Now notice it doesn't say, yeah, but. He went to the next project. And look at this one. All right, what did he say? He, he said that, that he took him to the, uh, uh, the mountain. He said in there, he said he took him to a, an exceeding high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and said unto him, all these things will I give you if you will bow down 
and fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only will you serve. See, there's three examples Jesus gave here of what it means to have the scripture downloaded on the inside. You know, there's things that happen to us sometimes that we may not have a, a Bible on us. And the problem that we have, even if we have it on us, sometimes we don't know where it's at. And I want to encourage people, take those little scriptures when you get them. Download them into your heart. Because it is sometimes the difference between life and death. And we have to understand that, uh, you know, the most important thing that we could even put in us is the Word of God. Now, you know, this is one of the, the benefits. And, and I'm going to start with some benefits of the Word of God. All right? One of the things that I want you to know, that, that the Word of God, it has the ability to introduce and to reveal to us who God is. Okay? And we have to know that. So let's go back to the beginning and see what God wanted us to know about him in his introduction. Anybody know Genesis 1-1? Huh? About everybody, do you know that? Who does not know that? Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? So let's go over there and let's take a look. I want to show you how God introduced himself as being to us a God of words. Anybody know Ecclesiastes 8.4? Who said that? Who said yes? Who know? Who said that? What is it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. And then what did you say after that? Hmm. I think there's an app that says, if you doubt not in your heart? I think there is. I really do. But yes, that is it. Where the word of the king is, there is power. Pastor and I had a conversation about this. He kind of alluded to it. The word power is the word potentate. Potentate is a noun. It's not a verb. It's a noun. It is a king. That is what a potentate is, a king. So what is it saying? Where the word of the king is, there the king is. Now think about that. The words from the king are so powerful, it is like having the king right there when it's spoken. So let's go to Genesis chapter 1. All right? Verse 5, and God said, let there be light. Uh, 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 well, in verse 5, he said, and, and wait a minute, sorry, and 3. I better get my glasses on. This turned into a horrible deal. All right, and God said, verse 3, let's look there first. Let there be light, and there was light, right? Go to verse 5, and it says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. All right, so you get it first day. God starts his day out. By saying something. Verse 6. What are the next three words? And God said, let there be. 
All right, you go all down to verse 8, and it says, the evening and the morning were the second day. Next three words. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together. And he goes on. And, he, and, and in, in verse 11, he said, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. All right, he goes on. The evening and the morning were the third day, verse 13. Verse 14, what's the next three words? And God said, let there be lights in the firmament. All right, you go on down. Keep going. In 19, it says, in the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Next three words. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. All right? 20, verse 23, the evening and the morning were the fifth day. 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth, you know, forth living creature after his kind. All right? Then you go to verse 26. And God said. So this is the sixth day. It's the day before he goes on the day of rest, on vacation, just like the rest of us. Don't we work harder the day before vacation than we ever work? Aren't our bosses amazed at how much worse work we can produce in that day right before vacation? Amazing. But he said, and God said, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. Is that what he said? And he said, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, over all the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, and God said, let them be fruitful. Verse 29, and God said. Are you seeing a pattern at all? Think about this for a moment. Check this out. Okay, that's the easy way to do it. Every morning that God got up, he spoke into existence what he wanted to see happen that day. Question, what are you saying? What are you saying? Oh, God, got to go to work today. Oh, God. Got to get these kids up and they're not obeying me. Oh, God. He's very, very, he's telling it. Didn't it say, didn't it say there that we're made after his likeness? He said we're made in his image, so if you want to know what God looks like, you just look in the mirror. Now, I, I think he has hair. Josh, would you say the same thing? You think God has hair? I mean, he, apparently all his kids didn't make him pull his out. All right? But what, what I'm saying is that he basically, if you look at the image of God, we're made in that image, but it said in his likeness. So what did he want us to know about him when the began, beginning started? That he was a God of words. And that he was able to speak words, and he was able to speak words with such power that the things, you know, when God says dog, there's a dog. He wants us to know how important our words are on a daily basis. But here's the thing. It's not just your words, because we can say anything. And most of us do. But they're not words that'll get us where we want to go sometimes, are they? Can I, can I see? Come on. Raise your hands if you've ever said something that you shouldn't have said. If Jesus is coming tonight, who's going? 
All right? Don't need nobody lying up in here. Amen? He tells us that that is what he is looking for, is for us to watch what it is that we say. Now, I want you to go over to John 21. I mean, John 14. Let me get another scripture. John, the 14th chapter. I'm more than confident I'm headed the right direction. I love this passage. There's so much in John 14 that you need to download. I mean, it's just amazing because he begins to talk about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit in us. This is like their introductory chapter right here on the Holy Spirit and what all he would do. I think it's interesting because um, uh, Philip in verse 8, this is just one of the things he said. He said, Lord, show us the Father and it'll suffice us or it'll, it'll satisfy us. Notice what Jesus said. Have I been so long time with you and yet you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How in the world are then you saying, show us the Father? Believe not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak are not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he doeth these words, works. All right? So he tells him right there, he says, man, Philip, I mean, what a slap in the face. I've been with you all this time and you don't see the Father. You know, you go on down, and I love this, because what was the thing that I was trying to point out? Listen, the Word of God has the ability to reveal, reveal Jesus. The first thing God wanted to reveal about himself is that he's a God of words. And if he's going to say something, it is going to be worth listening to. And you know what else? It's going to be worth downloading into your heart. That's what he wanted us to do. But here we have him again. And notice what Jesus said in verse 21. He said, he that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he, shall love, uh, he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words. My Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Look at this real quick. He says in there in verse 21, he said, He that has my commandments and keepeth them. The word keepeth in there, it means to set a watch or to guard or protect by keeping the eye upon. Did you download that, that definition? Listen to that. It is to mean to guard or protect by keeping the eye upon it. Why do we need to guard and protect the word? Mark 4, as soon as I sow the word in your heart tonight, the devil comes immediately to steal that word out of your heart so it will not produce. So everything that I'm saying to you this evening about being able to download the scripture and let it take hold on the inside is so paramount important to you that if you don't do something with it tonight or you don't remind yourself of things in it tonight, the devil will make sure you will forget it by tomorrow morning. He'll do that. But notice what, he's, he said, what else he said in there. He said that keeps him. He said he it is that loved me. Pastor preached on this. He said you don't just say Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Everybody, I love Jesus. Right? He said if you keep my commandments is the one that loves me. Let me, let me give you the Clay International Version. 
if you download my scripture into your heart, you love me. Now, notice he could have said a lot of things there. He could have said, if you go to church at least once or twice a week, uh, you know, you read your Bible maybe once or twice a week, or you pray, you know, not only when you get in trouble, but maybe another couple times a week, you love me. He didn't say that. He said, if you guard and protect my word in your life, you are the one that loves me. Now, notice what he said will happen. All right, he goes on and he says, he said, he that loves me shall be loved in my father. I will love him. And notice what else it said. And I will manifest myself to him. The word manifest means to unveil. Pull the veil. All right. Manifest simply means this, to take something from an unseen realm and bring it into a realm where you can contact it with your five physical senses. Jesus said, I will manifest myself to you. That's what he said. If you keep his words. So I have a lot of questions for people that are having struggles with certain things that they find in the Bible, in their own lives, different things like that. I have to ask, if Jesus isn't showing up in your, your life, then you need to ask a question. What's your word level? I mean, if you ain't downloaded it, ain't. It's in the dictionary. I know it is. I know it is. Isn't downloaded into your heart, how are you going to use it? Can you use an app that's not downloaded in your phone? Hmm, isn't that something? You know, we got a nice app store here. And you come in here and start downloading some apps. Because he tells us in there that he wants to reveal himself. Now, I think it's funny that Judas, not Iscariot, says, Master, how is it that you're going to manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Well, at least he got a clue. Manifestation of Jesus in, in lives of people is not for everybody. It can be for everybody, but it is not. Everybody cannot access that. How's that? Because they have not downloaded and kept and guarded and protected the word of God. And Jesus again answered him. He said, not only... You know, are you going to see me manifest? But he said, my father and I, we're going to love you, and we're going to come and hang out with you in your house. We're going to make our abode with you. One translation says, special dwelling place with you. So it's important for us to see the word of God has the ability to reveal to us God. You can't get to know God outside his word. The problem with a lot of people, they say, man, you talk about hearing God talk to you all the time. Yeah, he does. And they said, I don't ever hear him. I said, yeah, it's because you don't recognize his voice. Once you get into the Bible and you begin to study it and you begin to learn, Father, teach me how you think, what you say, how you operate. Once you get those things in you downloaded from the word of God, you'll begin to hear his voice. Because all of us need to hear specifics. I mean, there's no place in the Bible that says, thou shalt take a job at American Airlines. Did you know that? I've looked. It's not in there. It's not in there. I didn't even hear, I didn't even read in the Bible, thou shalt move to St. Augustine, Florida. It ain't in there. But the thing is, I recognize his voice. And, and I know his purposes and his will and his intent well enough to know this was a move for me. All right? 
So let's take a look at a, a couple of other things that the Word of God is good for. Did you know that the Word of God has the ability to help us live right? You know that? Anybody know from memory? Here we go. Psalms 119 verse 11. Turn there. I need somebody to stand up that knows it. Anybody? Okay. Huh? You got it? You got it? What is it? That's pretty good, man. You shocked the fire out of me. You shocked me, brother. Way to go. All right, Psalm 119. What did I say, verse 11? I want to back up two verses. That's the, that's, that's the one I learned in vacation Bible school. Anybody ever go to vacation? Wherewithal shall a young man, verse 9, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Did you hear that? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let me submit something to you. You got a habit? Anybody got a habit? Don't raise your hand. All right. Anybody struggling with something? The reason you're struggling is you ain't downloaded the app on that. I tell this story to a lot of my students that uh, I thought I'd seen everything. And when I was in Oklahoma, I had opportunity to assist the pastor there with, you know, counseling, different things like that. Had a woman one time says, I need to send an appointment visit. Sure. Came in. Now, I, I could describe this, this young woman to you. She was, she was about this tall and about this big around. And she was the dancer and the prancer on the front row at the church. And she also happened to have a tambourine. Just get going. Man, I mean, you know, you think, my goodness. So she needed to visit with me. Pastor Andrew, you're going to get a kick out of that. She said, Pastor Randy, she says, I was a pastor back then. He said, um, you know that ladies' trip we went on? Yeah. Yeah, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. You know, and we kind of had a shopping day. Yeah, yeah. She goes, well, uh, I have a bad habit. I said, okay. She goes, I shoplift. And I brought a lot of stuff home that I was able to shoplift on that trip. And remember what I said? Hmm. Well, the Lord spoke to me real quick. I asked her a question. Okay, did you not know that that made it to the top ten? Anybody know what top ten I'm talking about? If you don't know, just ask Titus. He knows them all. My grandson. Thou shalt not what? Woo, I thought everybody knew that. Especially then that dancing. You know what I'm saying? You're dancing before the Lord and stealing out the, the backside over here. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? We had to go through a process with her on hiding the word in her heart that she might not sin 
against God. And we had to download some stuff. You know, and why does God not want you stealing? One, he said he'd provide every need you had, so therefore thou shouldn't have to steal. Right? But he tells us that every area of our lives that we struggle in, that there, there, there is a word from heaven on a printed page or phone app that can help you. So we have, to, we have to make that understanding. Hey, Lord, bring us those revelations that we need. That's the key. That's why, that's why I was teasing you with the, your phone. I mean, how many have received, since I've been preaching here, how many of you all received a, a notification? Now, here's another one. If Jesus comes tonight, how many of you all looked at it and answered it? You know what I'm saying? Hey, I got some people going, all right, you know. What am I telling you? Brothers and sisters, don't be distracted from the Word of God. Don't let anything distract you from the Word of God. Because it is life and death. He told us in the 30th chapter of Deuteronomy, I've said before you today, life and death, blessing and cursing, he gives us a hint, like we ain't going to get it. Choose life. You need to think, that's a no-brainer, people. Download life. Download life. Let me give you some ways to download, okay? First thing that we need to do, and we're going to wrap it up, and then uh, I want to give an opportunity to minister some folk if, if we have anybody that meets the criteria. First way we need to get the word download is we need to hear it and we need to read it. Both of those together allow you to maintain more than just hearing it alone or reading it alone. Anybody ever been reading their Bible, especially a Bible reading program, and all of a sudden you may read something or hear something, and all of a sudden you're distracted? Haven't we all done that? You know, same thing like praying. You know, I had great intentions of prayer, you know, and I get in there, and next thing you know, I'm praying for so-and-so, and all of a sudden I start remembering that fishing trip we went on together. An hour later, oh, 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 I'm supposed to be praying. Are we like that? I mean, you know, we need to be in the place that the word and the application of the word is happening. This is that place. The next thing you need to do in that is that you need to get, if you haven't got the Bible reading program, you need to get on the ball and start reading and downloading, okay? After you get that done, then there's other things, devotionals that you can read, uh, different, different things, but you need to be able to read it. You need to be able to hear it. One of the things that we, wanted, we desire more than anything is to be able to build our faith in God's Word. That's what it is, is building, believing what God says Word is true, what He said in His Word, what is true, and that we will receive what He said we can receive from His Word. Romans 10, 17. Somebody stand up and tell me. I got it. I got it. I, I'm, I'm, are you sure? Okay, good. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me tell you about that word hearing. 
It is the Greek word akai. We get our word acoustic from that word. It does have to do with the physical sense of hearing. But it really means the receiving of a message. About half of you all heard me. It's kind of like Charlie Brown. You remember Charlie Brown and the teacher? Wah, 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 wah. That's all you heard tonight from me. Because you weren't paying attention. But those of you that were paying attention heard what I said. Right? So you need to receive the message. That is truly the hearing. And he said, faith comes by the receiving of the message. And the receiving of the message better be from the word of God. If you're going to be a person of great faith. All right? Now we need to make sure that we're hearing that. All right? Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. Anybody quote it? Look at That is right. Study to show yourself approved unto God, King James says. Study to show yourself approved unto who? God. That's who you're trying to impress. All right. Then he said, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So what he's telling us in here, he said, and this is interesting, the, the Greek word for study, and I, I love it that they use study, but really the word means to be quick or to be businesslike, or to have zeal about you. So it said to be businesslike, to be approved unto God. In other words, when we approach God, we approach his word, don't be a slackard. Be serious when you come to that. Then he said, and you won't be a workman that needs to be ashamed. One time I went to the Lord, I said, tell me about a workman that's ashamed because I don't want to be one. He said, well, workmen to be ashamed is very simple. You give them everything that they need to do. You give them all the tools, give them all the training. And he said, and then when they go solo and perform, they fail miserably. They're ashamed. said, here's how it works in the body of Christ in the kingdom of God. Someone comes up and asks you why you believe in speaking in tongues and you can't give them a scripture. If you can't do that, you need to be ashamed. What if somebody, you know, Paul, Peter even said it. Peter said, listen, be ready always to give an answer about the hope that lies within you. If they ask you, you know, why do you believe in the Bible? Why do you believe in being born again? Why do you believe? You better have a scriptural answer. I love to take people and say, you got a Bible? You bring me your Bible. And they bring me a Bible, and I can show them in the Bible what in the world I'm talking about. That's how I got my wife. Yeah. You've heard the story. We're driving down the road. She is Southern Baptist to the bone. I am incognito Southern Baptist. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was praying in other tongues. We're driving down the road after a concert. She looks over at me and she goes, what do you know about praying in tongues? Speaking in tongues? I thought, this is it. No more mochacho. No dates after this. And I went down the scripture. Boom, 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 boom. Told her all that stuff. She got out of the car. Didn't hear from her for a couple days. 
I knew it was over as soon as I talked about it. Finally got enough guts to call her, seeing if there's a glimmer of hope. She said, I gotta tell you what happened. She said, I'd been looking for somebody to explain it to me. She said, and I went into my bedroom after I got home and went and got on my knees and said, if this is real, I want you to baptize me in the spirit now and I want, I want to be able to pray in tongues right now. And glory be to God forever. He did. Now, what if I'd have said, well, I don't rightly know what I could tell you about that. Brother and sister, we got to download the word. Got to download the word. We got to be ready to give an answer. All right? Another way, studying. We've got, you know, the first couple is reading, studying. Another one is meditation. Meditation will help you download. Meditation is, means to mutter to oneself. Anybody know Joshua 1 8? I know you're exempt from the, you're exempt. Because if a pastor's group don't know it, we're all in trouble. And that other group, anybody knowing? This, come on. Come on, no, dad staff, sorry. This book of law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate therein day and night that you may observe according to all that is written there, and then you will make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. Who's going to make you prosperous? You are. That's what he said. He said, I don't, he didn't say, I will make you prosperous. He said, you'll make yourself prosperous. You'll have good success. He said, you meditate day and night. Meditate means speak to oneself. You do it all the time. You're always talking to that refrigerator that ain't working right. You're always talking to them tires. You're always talking to, you know, the kids without the kids listening. You're always muttering those things. He said, meditate the word day and night that you may observe to do. What? Put in application the things that you're learning. Amen? You know that one scripture that we looked at? I want to get to, let me just wrap it up with uh, uh, the, the next thing that, that we, the last thing that we need to, to do after, you know, the meditation is that we need to put it into action. We need to be a doer. You need to look for opportunity. Say, be ye doers of the word. Say it, be ye doers. All right, what does be doers mean? The word doers in the Greek is the word poetes. Okay, it means to write with a creative flair. What it's telling us is being a doer sometimes takes a little creativity and you may not get it just by, I wonder what to do next. You ask the Lord, Lord, how can I apply this? What's the application here? But if you went back to 2 Timothy 2.15 and it says, rightly dividing the word of truth. Do you know what the word of truth is? Write this down. Anything that proceeds from the mouth of God, that is the word of truth. Think about it. Jesus said it. He told us. He said, sanctify them as he was praying in John 17, 17. He said, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So we need to rightly divide. We need to know what did God say and what did man say. Do you realize that? That the record, the document, is a record of everything that was said. 
There are some things people said in there they weren't inspired by God to say. How about the 12 spies? Two of them said what God said. Two, ten of them didn't. Were they inspired to say, we're not able to take them, man. There are grasshoppers in their sight. We can't take it. They weren't inspired to say that. We need to know what did God say and always stick with, thus saith the Lord. Did you get anything out of that? Time we have spent together. All right, listen. I have an app. All right. Is there anybody that has recently gotten a troubling report from the doctor within the last week or so? Anybody? Got one. What's your name? Yeah, okay. All right. Hang tight for one minute because I have an app for that. Okay? All right. One of the apps that I like to tell people before I pray for them, and I'm going to pray for here in a second. All right. Let me give another call, though. Anybody been prayed for in the last 90 days? We're wrapping up the year, uh, the first quarter of this new year. Anybody been prayed for that they are still struggling in what they got prayed for for? Anybody? Debbie? All right. Jen? Okay. Eddie Spaghetti? Listen to me very carefully. There's an app. All right. Mark 11.25. Okay. Mark 11.25. This is the first thing that I ask people when I have an opportunity to minister to them. Is that the Bible is very clear. It said, when you stand praying, forgive. If you have ought against anyone... All right, that God may forgive your trespasses, you've got to forgive them. Then it says, because God, if you don't forget it, God will not forgive you of your trespasses. Do you know what that means? That means that you open the door to the devil. I am speaking from experience. Most of you know my testimony. Do not allow the devil to spend one more night in your mind, your emotions, and I can always tell when I sit down with somebody and I ask them that question, you got something against somebody? Somebody do you wrong? And boy, I tell you what, sometimes it just unleashes a door of ugly. I'm going to tell you that will kill you. So make it right. If you've been, if you've been you know, things been lingering, that's the first thing, the first application I want you to check. But then the second application is right before that. I, I tell you what, and, and I'm going to give you another application. Deb, I'm going to give you one. Jen, I'm going to give you one. Rod, Eddie, here's another application you need to know of. All right? Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Anybody know it? You need to download that scripture. It says, be in anxious for nothing. Nothing. But in everything, with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard and protect your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. You have got to download that, and you have got to obey it. Now, notice what it said, with thanksgiving. You, re you let the request known. The next thing you've got to do is you've got to be able 
in Jesus' name to thank him. I learned this years ago. Whatever you thank God for before you see it, he'll let you see it. Did you hear me? Whatever you thank him for before you actually see it, he will let you see it. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. Melanie, play with Janet, would you? Just like right here. Many of you know Melanie's testimony. She was prophesied over back in 2006. She had a ruptured brain aneurysm in 2006. You want to know if tongues is powerful? I prayed in tongues no more than 10, 15 seconds over her body. I, I, I couldn't tell you what it was. Most horrific thing I've ever seen with my own eyes. Come to find out it was a brain aneurysm rupture. She lost her sight. Both eyes lost her legs. Before we made it to the hospital, they air-flighted us to on a Learjet. The Lord had already restored her. Her eyes and her legs had come back. Now, we had a few processes, things to go. But our former pastor said, Melanie, from here on, there will be an anointing on you to lay hands on the sick. And if people have trouble, whatever it is that they get diagnosis from, you will see the Lord work on them through you. Amen? Amen. I want to encourage you, download the apps. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you want more, subscribe to our message podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Rating and leaving a comment will go a long way with helping our messages get better circulation. If you'd enjoy watching our weekend messages, visit youtube.com forward slash anchor faith. We'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave a comment or a like on the messages. If you'd like to find out more information about us and how we're influencing the world and help support the work we're doing by giving, just visit anchorfaith.com. 